0: What's up family? Today is June the 11th, 2022. This is episode 234 on Rennell's Real Talk Media Network. Today I want to talk a little about power. Now, I've been reading a book The Blueprint for Black Power by Amos N. Wilson. Now, this book is another book that is the blueprint for black people to get their acts together. Uh, Reading out of chapter 21, Nation Within a Nation. Now, This one paragraph is from Kenneth B. Clark and it says the dark ghettos, invisible walls have been erected by the white society, by those who have power, both to confine those who have no power and to perpetuate. Their powerlessness, the dark ghettos are social, political, educational, and above all economic colonies. Their inhabitants are subject peoples, victims of the greed, the cruelty, insensitivity, and the guilt and fear of their masters. Now, that's by Kenneth B. Clark. Black people, in so many words, are afraid to use the power, so it may be little, to use the power that they have a lot of times it's just better used just against themselves more so than trying to create something that's powerful for themselves. So we'll use what little power we have against one another. Meaning a lot of times we're using our power against one another for what? And it's not really power. We're, we're using our power To kill, destroy our own. And the sad thing about it, that's exactly what we're doing. We're killing and destroying our own instead of having love and trying to help our own. The same thing. You take the uh, sexuality of a people or a group or you could call it whatever you wanna call it, but this is the problem that we're dealing with now. We're dealing with, you have sexuality, it's more important than the color of your skin. And a lot of times that's in the black community, you're experiencing more of that coming from the L, B, G, Q, whatever. I I get these these letters. They, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. And the sad thing is, when you try to communicate peacefully and willingly with so-called members of this particular group, a lot of times all you get is a bunch of hate towards heterosexual people whether that be man or woman. And you, you you try to figure it out, having some type of, <clears throat> excuse me, some type of compromise, but a lot of times you can't even get that out. And that's why when it comes to power, in order to have power, one, you've got to come together and, 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 and you have to bring the churches along with you. Because in the book, they also talk about the black church. And the black church used to be a power in the community. But a black church has deviated from the power that it once had into more so, it's about money. See, everything's about money now. And the sad thing about that is when you start throwing money at all these Issues, you take away the true strength of the issue. Black empowerment used to be a thing. People were trying to bring black empowerment back and I'm one of those people. But the thing about it, <clears throat> excuse me, got something in the throat. But the thing about it, you get such rejection sometimes. Even when you're trying to bring black empowerment back, to the forefront of the black mind because the dollar has corrupted. People are doing anything for the dollar. And that means they'll sell out their own for the dollar. So when you start talking about power, see white folks have the power, they have the infrastructure to maintain that power. And we look at it, well, Over a certain period of time, will they have that infrastructure to maintain? The power doesn't really matter because we're talking about now. No one knows what the future is gonna be. Some people will do anything to maintain their power. And then there are some people who won't do nothing to try to regain some power or uh, 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 retain the power that they do have. And a lot of times there are so many roadblocks that's put in front of the black man and black woman for them to retain their power, they don't know what it is. That's because they're being brainwashed with lies that come out of nowhere, uh, things that are thrown, or let's say roadblocks that are thrown in your way, or I'ma give you some crumbs and you, you settle for these crumbs, but you don't worry about the big picture, which is, voting rights, police brutality. But you worry about these holidays that I'm gonna give you. So you can celebrate Juneteenth, make you feel good. You know, you can be off. You can have another day off, which everybody's gonna celebrate. So you're not the only one. You're not. What it is is you're not special. If you're not special to yourself, you really ain't special to nobody else. And you are special. But to a lot of people, you're not special. Why? Because a lot of people, they're not special themselves. There's other groups, they're not special. They never were. But you have given them the power to believe that they're special. When they're not. Especially they're not special than you. But you don't feel that you're worthy of nothing. But whatever you're given crumbs. And until you learn to start loving yourself, excuse me, and learn to maybe, maybe I say, to build some type of power, you're really not gonna be able to do anything else, but sit back, bow your head, and say, yes sir, no sir, master. Yes sir, no sir, master. You don't have to use those in that term. But that's the way it's going to be. See, society, for black folks, it's a stepping stone. Of course it is. You know, there's a lot of things thrown in your way. But a lot of times, once those roadblocks get in your way, you just sit and wait. And a lot of times, those roadblocks, they never going to move. But as long as you sit and wait, you're going to be where you are. The Kerner Report, brothers and sisters, the United States is moving towards two societies, one black, one white, separate and equal. To continue present policy is to make permanent the division of our country into two societies, one largely Negro, and, w- and poor, Negro and poor, located in the central cities, the other predominantly white and affluent located in the suburbs. And that came from the Kerner Report in chapter number 21 in the book of Blueprint for black power. That's where it came from. United States is moving towards two societies, one black, one white. Separate and equal to continue present policy is to make permanent the division of our country into two societies, one largely Negro and poor located in central cities, the other predominantly white and affluent located in the suburbs. <laughs> See, this is the problem with us, brothers and sisters. I'm not going to hold you long on this day. This is for Sunday Monday podcast. we dropping it on this beautiful Saturday. The problem is for black society to understand. I know black society say, well, I don't wanna, I'm tired of the the, the shooting and the yada, yada, yada in my neighborhood, but all black neighborhoods or what communities there are, they don't all have shooting. And when you come out and you put that out there in the atmosphere as black people, you're just telling everybody that you have a shitty neighborhood or a shitty community, and you have to be around the white folk because there is more control. That's all you're saying. It's like, it's okay if you want to move there, that's your business. No one tells you you can't. But don't sit back and constantly put down the black community or the black neighborhood because you feel that it's not doing what other communities of affluence are doing. You can't do that. If you got an opinion about it, sometimes it's best just to shut up and say nothing, and do what you have to do, then go around and put it out there, especially the people that don't look like you, not saying that you do that, but a lot of people do, a lot of people don't, but a lot of them do, oh girl, they meet their new friend, they get their new, because see, once you bait it into that trap, then you spill your guts, because black folks love to talk, and they love to talk about other black folks, They'll say they won't, but once they feel that they've been invited into white society, oh man, they'll they'll tell all their guts because they feel, oh, I've been accepted. You're never going to be accepted. Hell, with that type of attitude, you're never going to be accepted with yourself. And that's the sad thing about it. You're never going to be accepted with yourself because we constantly are looking for acceptance as a people. Therefore, your power How are you going to ever have power when you can't, when you, 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 you always looking for acceptance, you can't have power like that. You don't gain power. Power is something that you have to pick up. You have to take. That's what true power is. Something that you take. I did a a podcast on power once before, but in this day and time, it seems like we constantly need a reminder of who we are. The book, this book, by uh, Mister Wilson, it's a hell of a book. You have to now. This book is a book of eight hundred pages. This ain't a book with a hundred pages. This is a book of eight hundred by Amos N. Wilson. This book is a powerful book. I paid. Fifty dollars for this book. Got it off of Amazon. It was listed at forty-eight. This book came out. Let me see. Damn. This book came out. What is that? Oh, this book came out in nineteen ninety-eight. But, and then it was its ninth printing came out in twenty twenty. But see, this is the thing, brothers and sisters no matter 1998 or a reprint, ninth reprint in 2020, this book, this book is still current today because the same issues in no matter, no matter what book that I have, no matter what books that I have read or whatever, they're old, but the problems are still continuing. The same problems we're having back then are even greater now than they were back then. Because we are more and more separated. Oh, you got your pockets, I say pockets. You got your pockets of people that wanna do good. Talk about, you know, the issues in the black community and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with talking but there comes a point in time when there's got to be more action than talk. Talk is talk. Action is action. What are you about? Action or talk? Because we we are tired, but we're not as tired. Meaning, we're tired, but we're not as tired. Because we continue to do nothing but talk. Don't we say I'm tired? Oh, I'm tired. But if all you're gonna do is talk about a situation, then you ain't that tired. You are just not. You're not gonna do nothing. But talk. Everybody's acting. You know. You know. I would tell people. I I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're not that far to the side where you don't think that other people don't buy black uh, authors books. People buy black authors books to study you, black man, black woman. They do, yes they do. I'm pretty sure you know people buy books. They say black folks don't buy books, but other people buy books, but all people buy books. But the people who are out there studying you Why you study and read their books, but you don't study and read your own. But people are studying you black man, black woman, and they're taking your power each and every day. Every day that you fail to do something, that's power that's going to the other side or going to some side. Because remember, you're not just a, it's just not a black white community anymore. You have other people who come to this country, people from the Caribbean, people from the Middle East, Uh, people from the Asian countries and they're fighting for one thing. They're fighting for what you seem to be lacking in. They're fighting for power. You see how hard the Republicans fight? The Democrats can't get nothing major passed because the Republicans, even though the Democrats have the House and the Senate, but the Republicans fight harder than the ones who already control the House and the Senate. And that's why you see the Republicans continuing to keep getting top legislation passed. Why? I'm sorry, the Democrats from getting top legislation passed. Why? It's because the Republicans fight harder. They pull out every dirty trick there is to maintain. The Democrats talk it, but they don't walk it. You know, every now and then they'll do something and it looks good, but the George Floyd Act should have been passed. It should have been more pressure put on those Republicans. But number 46, he doesn't put down the pressure. You know, the filibuster still is still in play. And anytime you have the power and you claim you're the power and you do not do anything about it, you ain't nothing but talk, power, black power, black and pride, black and powerful. What happened to us? We seem to have lost something because someone has given us a seat at their table and said, come on in here and get your butter, get you a buttermilk biscuit, a piece of fried chicken and a corn on a cob. And you said, thank you. I have arrived. You kick back, propped your feet up, crossed your legs and says, yes, I'm here. And you were done. You were done. Why? Because you were accepted at a table where you don't know the game plan of the table. You just know you have a chair at the table and that's all you're gonna have is a chair. You're not gonna have the game plan. You're never gonna get the game plan because you know what? You already had the game plan, but everybody else is demonstrating the game plan better than we do. That's the problem, with black folks. The game plan has always been there. Power nomics, game plan. Black labor, white wealth, game plan. The blueprint for black power. Game plan. See, those those plans are there. Uh uh. The fall of America. Game plan by the, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. The message to the black man, game plan. the The autobiography of Malcolm X, game plan. Those game plans are already there. You just have not demonstrated that you could put together the game plan and put it in the and put it into motion. The five families game plan. The five families is a book on the mob. See, I'm gonna show you the difference. You take the mob. When the mob first came over, they were a bunch of immigrants from Italy. And what did they do? They took a game plan that we failed to do or we tried to do, but we didn't try hard enough and they put it into motion. And look what the mob, the Italian mob did. The Italian mob ran the major cities, especially, Down there in New York, the five families, powerful. These were powerful mob groups. I'm not saying black folks need to be mobbed, but black folks need some power. That's, they took the power, goes back. Power is something that you take, and they took it. Those five families took it. And then they had like uh, franchises all over the place, and they took the power, especially in their community. They took it. Black people don't have the power because black people fight too much amongst themselves. Not only fight amongst themselves, but going around killing. I was doing a a little bit of research and over the last 34 years, we have had 78 murders of rappers, of people in that industry from a, Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of my brother's name. The brother who used to be the DJ was Scott LaRock, Kid LaRock. Scott LaRock, Kid LaRock, who used to be the DJ for KRS-One. He was killed. He's 25 years old down to the most recent, the brother, what is it? JB, JGB or whatever his name was, the rapper that was killed, what was in Chicago? See, I'm going from the top of my head, but that's the most recent one, 78. And out of those 78, some died from maybe a health issue or two, but out of that 78, I would say about 90%, anywhere between 80 to 90% were killed by gunfire. That's right, killed by gunfire, brothers and sisters. We we need to check ourselves. Is it the I'm gonna do I'm gonna do another podcast on the, on, on the uh, on the on the industry, the, the rap industry. Is it us that are just so confused, and we just rather perpetuate our power or lack of against ourselves? Black on black crime is way up. Don't nobody else need to do nothing because you're doing it yourself. You are putting everybody at, to, at, to be at ease with black folks. Why? Because, hey, man, they kill themselves. We ain't got to worry about them. You're not a threat because you're going to kill each other. I'm sorry, you're going to kill each other. For what? The bag. Or some type of street cred. And then you're going to get locked up, and you're going to go to jail, and you're going to sit forever, and you're never going to get out. For what? Territory that, one, you don't even own killing your brother probably over something that's frivolous, 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 excuse me on that, frivolously, because what? You wanna feel that you tough guy. You take our brother who was killed One another brother, another rapper. Brother got killed because some chick, boyfriend, apparently didn't like it, that he was dating his ex-girl, and he killed her. See, a lot of times, a lot of these murders are coming from a woman being or taken over or whatever the situation may be with a woman involved. And these guys is killing. Not all, but damn, you, you, got, a, you got a large number of that. You don't even got to be a rapper or be in the gang for that to be taking place. That's just taking place all across the country. But brothers and sisters, you've got to decide on what you want because that power that you want, you're never going to get it as long as you keep killing each other, you keep stabbing each other in the back, you keep whatever, you're not going to get it. Your power each and every day, it's, it's, like, your, it's, it's, it's like your bank account, slowly but surely disappearing. And one day, you're going to be bankrupt. You ain't going to have no currency to even buy a vowel. Why? No one's gonna care about you. They definitely not gonna trust you and you definitely ain't gonna have any power. To wrap this up, this is why black people can't do anything with these people who are in power in the United States government. Because the, the, the government is nothing but a business. And if you don't have any money to really get something done, but a vote, your vote, yeah, it helps. Bring in somebody you may like, but is that person you like? Because somebody else likes them too. But the people with the money are going to get the favors. The people with just the vote, they ain't going to get nothing. They're not going to even get a pat on the back. And they might even get half a butter biscuit. Or they might not get no butter biscuit. They might not even get the honey to go with that biscuit. That just goes to show you where we are as a people, brothers and sisters, you better wake up and wake up quick because everybody else sees you. They know your game plan because they know you don't have a game plan, even though the game plan is written right in front of you. This last thing, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bounce. This last thing about the, the, about power in the game plan, the game plan has already been written. John Wooden, I, I've used this before because it's so true. John Wooden, the uh, Wizard of Westwood, he wrote a book. I met Mr. Wooden at Polly Pavilion once. I was up there shooting some hoops. He used to come up to the, uh, uh, he used to come, because he lived in Westwood, he used to come around in Westwood all the time, even after his retirement days. You know, just come around because, you know, when you love something, you always want to be around it. So he would come down there. I'm talking about this is when you would have had the pros, you would have had the college players, and you had people out there just playing ball. Mr. Wood, I saw him once and I, I, I asked him, I said, Mr. Wooden. And I asked him this question: Mr. Wooden, how come you never practice for other teams? Prepared your team for other teams? Study film. He said, now this is a uh, quote from uh the wizard of westwood john wooden he said as long as they master our game plan we don't have to worry about somebody else at one point three seasons they went like 88 and 2 or uh they won 80 something they won like 80 something games in a row at one point they only lost two games Within a three year span. At one point, uh John Wooden's uh UCLA Bruins won ten national championships. Ten. At one point it was like, damn, you just give it to them because what nobody else gonna beat them. Why? Because his teams were so prepared that they mastered that game plan so much, or the system so much, they ain't had nothing to worry about. And when they stepped on the court, boom. It's like you know, you see fear when Mike Tyson used to walk in the ring, his opponent was already fearful. They were like, damn, man. Shit, sure, I can't beat him, but I gotta fight him anyway because I'm already signed a contract. Same way, The Raiders was like the Oakland Raiders was like that in the '70s. Teams feared that black and silver. Why? People saw fear from that black and silver, like they saw fear in the UCLA Bruins. Brothers and sisters, you gotta find something to make you fear less. Fear less of white folks, and any other folks, because your power is at stake. You don't see it, but your power's at stake, big time. Groups ain't getting it done. Small groups, maybe a little here and there, but that ain't good enough anymore. We need more than small groups trying to get it together. Black power, brothers and sisters, think about it. Black power, black power is more than just the internet. If anything, the internet or social media ain't even black power. If anything, it's more detrimental Than actually being out there and doing the real work. Okay, brothers and sisters, this is your brother. Said peace out.